Seltzer Kings Podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listening to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys are rewatching Sex and the City. And lots of other things. <laughs> I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And um, we, uh, we're going to get to today's episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, a really, really great episode. It's also crazy because it uh, is... Two years. Uh, two walk, years. Walk down memory lane. It is a mm-hmm. walk down... It's a horrifying walk down <laughs> memory lane yeah. of where the world was two years ago. A terrifying stroll down a, t- a lane full of... It's awful a, memories. It's a run down a pitch dark hallway, not knowing what's in front of there's you. There's a tripwire. There's a tarantula. There's a tarantula that got out. Yep. Back back when it was just there's a clown chasing you. <laughs> oh, yep. sorry. I just have a little cough. Are you sure? <laughs> this is this has been the worst two years to sneeze. Oh yeah. yeah. I know. I've used, if you've sneezed inside a mask on public transit, you automatically just feel tons of eyes on you. It's the worst. I I've. I was making out with a girl and I sneezed and she was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think you're going to give me COVID. Is that a joke or is that real? No, it's a, it was a bad joke. <laughs> I was like, that's insane and awesome. You Ma- made out, you've made out with a girl? Yeah. One, yeah once or twice. Dang. Pretty, I think a hundred. What's it like? Dude, I huh? bet that's awesome. What's it like? Uh, it's fun. Really? <laughs> it's honestly fun. It's always fun making out. Do you still have fun making out with Katie? Absolutely. 100%. Dude, making out is fucking Dude, awesome. Dude, making out just gets making better. Making out really great. Oh, that's awesome. It's like a fine wine. Yeah, I'm actually tired ages. of making out with like people I I don't love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. Just a just a light little topper. Yeah. <laughs> COVID. I'm lonely. <laughs> I want to feel. I want to feel, feel. It is better to make no, out. With actually, it's love. it's also awesome when it's just like straight up stranger. This hasn't happened in a long time, but there's like a few times in college and like when you're younger, you're just like you're like, who am I making out with? Totally. That's that's cool. My aunt? My aunt? I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, she's she's feeling lonely. She's divorced now and she She just wants she she loves you in like a maternal way, but mm-hmm. she still wants to make out with someone she loves too. Yeah, in a safe in a safe environment. It's okay. Corey's always been nice. <laughs> Um, oh my goodness! It's funny because we had a discussion earlier tonight about like keeping things on track. And, yeah, and even in these toppers, hey, Kevin even got out a peg like a pegboard to. I got a pegboard right next to us is the complete series, both movies, Candace Bushnell's new book, mm-hmm. and you know what? That's been accomplished. You know what we're doing now? We're we we just recorded our very first yeah. Patreon episode. Um, we are doing movies. There's going to be main feed movies and our movie, join our movie club. Yep. Go to Patreon, mm-hmm. join our movie club. That's where you can choose the next movie we're going to watch. Mm-hmm. We're going to have, uh, live shows and zoom meetings. And, uh, but that's, uh, I think it, that's our next thing. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. We've done sex in the city. We have completed it. We've consumed the entire canon. We are now moving on to romantic comedies, chick flicks, if you will. Uh, and we're going to watch them with the same, analytical but humorous lens that we have with sex and city yeah yeah and I, someone actually came up to me at one of our live shows and they're like i really appreciate that you all don't just shit on the things you're watching and if, if you're new that's not our mo we're mm-hmm. not watching this to make fun of it we're watching them because they're good movies right we want to learn and we usually i'd say 95 percent of the time really enjoy ourselves yeah mm. i'd say we're all it, it you know at least in an experience we're all pretty much glass half full people yeah, yeah. we're like well hey i like movies mm-hmm. i like tv shows 
Yeah. And I like talking about them. So yeah, we're always going to come at it with a critical eye, yeah. but an eye that we enjoyed the experience. That's what right. we want to do with these movies too. Yeah. We're watching some of the best movies, some of the best rom-coms. Yeah. Name a few. Um, well, the first we're first one we're doing on Patreon is Clueless, mm-hmm. which is, uh, I mean, I would say it's a modern classic. Now it's like, it's when you think of classic movies, you think of like seventies or older, but it's like this is nineteen ninety six, I think. But I think, it was I, think yeah. I think Clueless is probably one of the most beloved movies. Mm-hmm. So of course, we're gonna do When Harry Met Sally. Mm-hmm. Yep. Of course, we're going to do first main feed one is My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yeah. Yep. That'll yeah. be out on the main feed soon. Giving Pop Tarts some love. Yeah. And so far, we actually just did our first My Big Fat Greek Wedding episode, and it was really fun. It was mm-hmm. great. Also, we should say that on that that'll be a main feed. One meaning that we'll, it'll be here in sections. We're breaking the movies up kind of the way that we did the Sex and the City movies. But on the Patreon, the main feed movies will also be in the Patreon, but they'll have another element that Ooh. we have not added before. Um, do you know who's talking right now, listener? Do you know? Because a lot of times people are like, we, I don't know the difference between you or Corey. Kevin or Corey. Yeah. And when you say you or Corey, clearly that's me. (laughs) But the thing is, they don't know who said it. Well, guess what? We have used all of the Patreon money. Mm -hmm. And then some. We are now broke. Mm -hmm. Um, We built a studio. And we have cameras and we have lights and we have action. Mm -hmm. And uh, we uh, are going to be leveling up. So we have a full studio. So if you want to see what our fucking faces look like and you want to see... Our visual bits that we do, which are just a lot of like, you know, if if John's making a good point, Corey and I will look at each other and make this Pretend face. Masturbate. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> we do a lot of shadow puppets yeah. during the podcast, and yeah. we don't we don't do the ooh voice because we, but we do yeah. the face. We do the ooh face. Usually, you, when I'm talking, Kevin uh, is pantomiming, uh, jerking off to. He's doing like a ski pole thing where yeah. it's, he's jerking off two guys at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh, double cocktail and shaker. You, now you can now you can finally see that live <laughs> for a small fee on <laughs> our Patreon. He's doing simultaneous simultaneous oral genital stimulation <laughs> yeah exactly which is who doesn't love that um which i actually think the guys that i'm doing that to they're having the greatest time of their <laughs> life because they get to feel that and then hear your insightful take Ooh. on things you know mm. um uh, i'm gonna land the plane here we are recording that right now uh, and so in the meantime we wanted to re-release some of our hits some yeah. of our most favorite episodes yep this one in all seriousness was my favorite thing that I did in all of the pandemic. It's mm-hmm. something that I'm very proud of, and I, I know you guys are as well. Uh, it's about uh, a, a listener named Meg, who was a doctor during COVID in New York City. We caught wind that she liked to listen to us when she uh, walked home from work after a very serious day of taking care of sick people. She loved hearing jokes about Kevin uh jerking two guys off listening to my voice yeah and so to provide her with some laugh and some comfort we got as many cast members of sex and city as we could to leave her a voicemail and we dedicated this uh episode to her and to new york city that was suffering during the pandemic so and i want to say it's something we're really proud of yeah and this is this is not a brag but it it took us a lot of work and i guess we just want to say thank you to all the cast members because we were able to like get all four of the the mm-hmm. ladies involved in this, and mm-hmm. when Kim Cattrall um, dropped dropped in on it, mm-hmm. it was like when she gave us that voicemail. That yeah. was like a really special moment, and really, I don't know. It was just something that made the entire pod worth it. Yeah, um, totally. And and it's it's amazing they were able to give us their time and their energy to yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. It was really it was amazing, and it's pretty wild to listen to it again and think that we are two years from there it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it feels like a million years ago and it also doesn't feel like it was that long ago and it's just crazy to think where everything has has gone since then and so yeah. uh yeah thank you again to the the cast and people that worked on the show michael patrick king mm-hmm. it was a part of it too thank you to everyone for sending those and we're glad that you can all hear this now we were, felt so good to be a part of it yep enjoy Enjoy. Enjoy. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex in the City for the first time ever. Mostly, I'm Corey Cavan. I'm mostly Kevin James Doyle. I certainly am John Sieber.
and and we're we're coming at you. We're uh we're back quarantined week. What is this week four? I think this is the beginning of week four. The beginning we of got, week four. We got all our wires and our screens. We are digitally together. There's there's nary a lag because we're on that Zoom energy right now, huh? <laughs> That's we right. We're zooming together. We are zooming. We are zooming. Now listen. And, uh, you go for it, Kevin. Listen, no, 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 no. That was the lag's fault. John, go ahead first. No, no, I insist. Uh, we, this is a special episode, okay? Now, yeah. special episodes, we, we we see the numbers. You you all out there need to know that there are tens of thousands of you, and tens of thousands, there's hundreds of you that enjoy special episodes. There's <laughs> <laughs> there, there are literally... <laughs> tens of people that enjoy March our March Bradness, our our little tangents, yeah. our random oh, episodes. <laughs> and there are we're tens still gonna of try our hardest. <laughs> and listen, we're we don't mind getting niche and we like the four other people that like going niche with us. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. no, so this is a special yeah. episode and, uh, and I think, I, th- I think we're bringing our specialist energy that we could to our specialist episode is just what yeah. I wanted to say. So yeah, let's thanks get for being so, here for this. Thanks for being here for this specialist yes, episode. Thanks for joining uh, us and the specialist fans. Let's give a little context into what this specialist episode is. So we've been doing, uh, we've done, you know, we've done a ton of episodes and we've been doing some quarantine zoom episodes. We've been doing some live watch parties, but we got an email from a a friend that we met at one of our live shows who we also have done an episode with that is yet to come out. Um, but it's coming out very soon. Her name is, uh, Anahita Musavian. Mm-hmm. And um, she she is amazing. She works for the New York Post, and she sent us an email. Uh, and her email told us about a listener friend of hers who is doing an incredibly important job right now. And she listens to our podcast as she walks to work. She's a doctor in the COVID ICU at Presbyterian at Cornell in New York City, which is which is crazy that mm-hmm. that that she's doing that work all the time right now for for those of you that might be listening to this episode in the future and in 2021 if there is one uh we're we're in the shit right now we're in the thick of it uh it it is april 6th 2020 uh we've been stuck inside as we said for four weeks and uh we are for all intents uh, we're we're helpless as civilians we are stuck inside our homes and there are heroes who are suiting up and they are going out every single day to fight this thing and combat this thing. And Meg, you're one of those heroes. Well, just one of the things that um, I think at first, when we first found out, like, you need to stay in. It was like, oh, that's it was sort of why I was like, oh, so you don't catch this thing. Oh, OK, so you don't spread this thing. And then the more we started to learn, it's like the reason why you are staying inside is so that so many people don't get sick that it overloads our entire hospital and health system, and which is kind of where New York is is almost at now. And so, um, and so I think it, it stood out to us, especially when we're just sitting at home feeling like, okay, we're doing what we're supposed to do to help the medical professionals. Um, we know like a few people that are out there, uh, but when we've got her email i think it's, it's made an especial very special impact on us because we've done a few zoom episodes and we're sort of like okay we're we're doing this and and she said specifically that she listens to our podcast as she is on her way to work there and then on her way uh leaving her shift she listens to it to bring some levity to her day and it just like it sort of hit me that I'm like I don't need that much levity in my day. I just avoid the news, and did, I'm just. Did like, you ever think, Kevin, that that um, you would be providing levity to someone walking into such a serious situation, talking about how horned up you are towards your mom? Did that ever cross <laughs> your mind? <laughs> you know? That's like people say that if you go into any sort of work, like you need to have a mission in life. And it seems like you've always known that's your mission <laughs> I, to just I, I, provide I think, love to people for talking about how horned up you are about everything. I think, I think there's been other times, um, 
other times doing comedy that it's like, you know, I'm just trying to provide some levity to someone's life. And they're like, yeah, you need to get better at comedy before that ever happens. <laughs> so, so far, uh, you have just been inviting us to, you've been inconvenience us uh, by inviting uh, us to your shows and we'd really rather spend our <laughs> nights doing something else. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Kevin and I end up doing a lot of uh, charity comedy shows. And I, I wonder if at the end of them, some people are like, yeah, you could have just sent us the link to donate. We didn't have to sit through the hour and a half. Okay. It's just, fine. just in the Let's future, see. let me know. And I'll Venmo you the $20. I'd rather, rather, <laughs> I'd rather not see the performances. Um, yeah, I mean, she, Anahita never specified what she's actually getting a break from. Maybe she needs to go work in the ICU <laughs> to get a break from listening to us ramble about a show we're ill-equipped to talk about. She's like, they have this character named Ank, and they just they keep talking about him. And honestly, it just it makes me want to go save lives. Okay, because I, I can't. I walk across Central Park. I listen to this podcast, and I'm like. I can't handle this anymore. I got I got to go do some meaningful work. Yeah, it, listening the listening my to three show. dudes just just ramble for a while really <laughs> makes me glad that I'm doing something important with my life. Because yeah, can you can I imagine what it would be like to be to be in this situation in the world and doing their job? Wow! Oh my right. goodness! The crazy thing is they they all went to college, they all work, and yet they do this with their free time. <laughs> yeah, well, wow! I, I, I became a doctor. I became a well, doctor. I think it's worth noting that we found out that her Meg's husband is also an ER doctor. So their their yes, entire ER family doctor, which is 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 doing work so we can sit here and make dick jokes with each other. So that's yeah. well, that's incredible. And, and and in the most in the most sincere way, right now we want to say that this this entire episode is dedicated um to to Meg, who is a doctor who's mm -hmm. in the thick of it doing what we are so thankful for here in New York City yeah. right now. It is yeah. it is horrific. Doing all we hear is sirens from our windows all day. And every time I hear those, I remember when I was younger, my dad said anytime he heard a siren, anytime we would leave, he would like say a prayer for us because he'd be worried that like something happened to us. And I've been hearing these sirens and knowing it's not just a random siren anymore. These are people that are, you know, on the precipice of life and death. And to know that um, you're going into the thick of that, Meg, like it just means the world to us, what you're doing with your life and with your time right now. And it means the most to our city. And so this is dedicated to, uh, to Meg. And then also to all of the healthcare workers, um, nurses and doctors, and even the people mm -hmm. that clean the medical devices, <laughs> mm -hmm. like any person who's working in that field. Um, if you're listening or if you know someone that does that, uh, we're making this entire episode for you just to show yep. our, like that we can't do anything, but be thankful, uh, yes. right now. And so sincerely from the bottom of our hearts, it touched our heart when we heard about you. And so we wanted to, to do this for you and we want to thank you. Yes. Yeah. You are on the front lines and, uh, we thank you for what you're doing and yeah, we hope that this, uh, is entertaining because this is what we were doing for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and, um, we, uh, so we, we are making this for you, but we wanted to get some other people involved that are not just us, you know, like mm -hmm. we can sit here and, and make our jokes as we do, but we were like, how cool would it be to have some other people? Because honestly, like this is the kind of crazy thing about a pandemic like this is it brings out, it, it truly does bring out thankfulness in everyone. And so every, there's a lot of other people that are thankful and we just wanted to, uh, also, play some other messages of other people that are thankful um, to all the other workers and to you specifically, Meg. So before we get any further in the episode, let, let's hear from a few right now. Hey, my name is Ben Weber, and I played Skipper on Sex in the City, which was a million years ago. But I'm such I'm so flattered that you are a, a fan of the show and, a, and of what we we do and I just want to take a minute to thank you for uh, putting yourself on the line and, and being a first responder I can't imagine a more difficult task in the world right now and so I just want to stop and thank you um, you know from the bottom of my heart and uh, just tell you how much uh, your work means to us and uh, I am just blown away by the bravery and dedication Thank you again, Meg. Meg, it's Mario Cantone from Sex in the City. Uh, can't thank you enough 
for doing what you're doing in the IC unit at Cornell, working so hard and putting yourself out there, putting yourself in danger for all of us, for everybody. And I thank every single person working on the front lines during this pandemic. We need you. We're so grateful we have you. It's people like you that fix things, make things better, and actually have the balls to do all this and the knowledge. Thank you again. Please be safe. Be careful. All my love. Hey there, Meg. It's uh, Willie Garson here. And from Sex in the City, I played Stanford. Thank you so much for your work. It's incredible what you guys are doing. And um, I know you guys don't often feel that way, that people are aware uh, that you literally are saving lives left and right. Um, uh, but we are aware. I have a number of friends in New York, obviously, working in the hospitals. And we're in Los Angeles now. And all my friends in the medical field are working 24 hours a day. Anyway, I love what you're doing, and I love you for doing it. And I love you for loving Sex in the City. And please share this with all of your friends who are working uh, and colleagues who are working so hard. It means so much to you, to everyone. You guys are actually heroes. I don't know if you went into this to become a hero, but here we are, and you are one. And so we love you, and I'm glad you have uh, us reaching out to you because we would do it every day if you wanted us to. All right? I love you so much, and thank you for your work. Keep it up. And if you ever need a uh, helping hand emotionally, please reach out again, and we'll get to you again because you mean the world to us. All right. Cheers. Love you. Bye. Hey, Meg. This is Dave Eichenberg, and I used to play Steve long time ago. Um, hey, Miranda, something like that it used to sound like. But um, these are just some kind words to you as you you walk through the park. I used to walk across that park a lot thinking, and um, I know you're carrying a heavy load with all that you're going through and taking care of all of you, uh, doctors and nurses and the healthcare workers and the people that are cleaning up and doing all so much and making a sacrifice and supplying care and love for the human condition. And we all admire you and and send our love to you and our hope and wish you all the best. And we just want you to know that you're, you are cared for as much as we can from places we are. And I'm, I'm in Chicago, stuck inside, but I'm um, trying to keep things easier on all of you so be well god bless gotta get the boys right. involved god you gotta get the guys involved it's Listen, you when- know it's 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 nice to have three three other men uh you know say thank you to meg rather than just the three of us so yeah you know thank you so much mario williams the then there's the trio of them they started in the beginning of the show and you know they some of them go throughout the movies we're not even to the movies yet yeah. You know? So it's like they know better than us. They they were from the beginning of the show and then some of them went all the way through the end. Like, you know, it's they know a little better than us. Listen. And we all care the same. We gotta when when we need to we haven't had Willie or uh or Mari on the podcast, but when when we put the call in, they were they were there. They said, Hey, the boys the boys said we need to show show a little love to Meg. Where are they? They're right there for us. Okay, they they understand what it is to be a Bradshaw boy. Totally. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Been, I would they, say they, they've been Bradshaw boys since 1999. They laid the groundwork That's right. for. It was it, it was like it was like in Batman when like um or no no it was in like Tim a- Allen's Santa Claus. We <laughs> it, we didn't we didn't we didn't we didn't choose to be Santa Claus one day. We just like opened up our closet and we saw there's it was like. I guess I'm a Bradshaw boy now. And it was, it was sort of like a mantle we had to take on our shoulders. Yeah. I was, when we started this podcast, I was really hoping that you'd reference some Tim Allen movies. So I, I, I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. Hey, from one wild hog to another, I just want to say, (laughs) (laughs) all right. I don't think so, Tim. I don't think so, Tim. (laughs) Okay. Hey, welcome to the hog cast, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) The definitive podcast where we watch Wild Hogs every night. Listen, Dude, I will I'm totally s- in. I, I will say this. 
that um one thing that uh we we had meg's friend uh report back to us we said hey is there anything that we could talk about that would be entertaining to her uh, to us and she was like i find it really entertaining um how little they know about the fashion and i was like all right is there anything we can that's just a thing we can continue to not talk about (laughs) i mean yeah there's a thing there's a thing called like like negative comedy when it's just like like anti-comedy where it's like yeah the 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 funny thing is that they still don't know anything yeah the the joke is that they really just have zero knowledge about it there's no joke there well they really just don't know there is something i I would love to talk about fashion wise that that anahita brought to us and those were the her uh the judith lieber uh purses oh yeah um, yeah, the Judith Lieber jeweled purses. Yeah, a big bought uh, carry a Judith Lieber purse, I believe, in season two as a, an apology. When, I think it's when they go to that party that Carrie like wants to smoke inside at, and then mm-hmm. she goes outside with that waiter, that cater waiter. Yeah, um, I'm I'm pretty sure that's where it is. But the what's the, those purses that Anahita showed us are insane. Like the one that Carrie has in the show is pretty crazy. But the other Judith Lieber purses, are, they're insane. They're crazy. Like the ice cream cone, yeah. swan, oh, all that stuff. Holy the, the, the one on Check it, one was like, it looked like a camera. There's a hot dog. Guess how much the um, hot dog is. I don't know, but I, I will say for, for you listeners, we're recording on Zoom and Kevin has the statue of David, David behind him. And uh, you held up the hot dog in the perfect place in the statue of David. It was, it was really, it was really serendipitous. But my question for you guys is: what, like, what artifact or item that you have do you think would most closely represent you in a Judith Lieber purse? Ooh, that's, that's a, a great idea. Um, God, John, you always ask great questions. I'm um, just trying to think of other. Well, clutches. how about this? What if we pick one for each other? Because I okay. think sometimes, like we've we, like we've done this before, it's always better if you don't self-diagnose if someone else diagnoses you. You're like your friends really okay. know you. Okay, that's fair. So let's 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 describe a Judith Lieber purse for each other. I have one came to mind for me, but now I I don't know. Is when you said diagnose that made me think of it. <laughs> oh well, yeah, I could say one for you then. Uh, cotton gloves. Your cotton gloves. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> that you talked some... about wearing. Is this you some... talked about... Can we talk about that? secret yeah, secret single behavior? No, it, it 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 was. I think it was his uh, SSB. It was uh it was Kevin's uh cotton gloves that he wore to bed at night after he'd moisturize his hands to like you know keep his hands from being crackly and dry. Yeah, you know? and right when I got yeah. him, this year was all about. I was like, this year my hands are not going to crack. And I made it through the whole whole winter. And then right at the end of winter, the world was like, you're going to have to wash your hands 12 times a day. <laughs> Fuck your plans. And I was like, all right, no. these are going to die. Yeah, exactly. So it might be have a to wash your hands glove? more than you ever. That wasn't yours. I mean, that one could be. No, that, could, that wasn't what I picked. It could be if you wanted. Mine was going no. to be mine was going to be uh, Tums for you, Corey. Just like an, a nice thing. Oh. of Tums. <laughs> Is that okay? Because I always have heartburn. I mean, it's fine. You can pick whatever you want. Yeah. I just thought it was funny because I, well, looking at the hot dog thing, they're all like cheeky. They're like f- funny, colorful things. So I imagine that would be super colorful. My, mine for mine for Corey was a rubber ducky because I know Corey loves taking baths. And so oh, like, I think like a nice rubber ducky purse would be really good. That's a great one because I like that you kind of zigzagged on it because you would go, you would think it's a bathtub, but no, you went the bath accessory. I went bath accessory. Yeah. Rubber duck. I've been getting back into baths during quarantine. Cause what else are you going to do? I love that. Okay. So that's mine. Um, John, uh, Ooh, this is tough. I th- this I is th- a real tough I'm, one. I'm trying to think for Kevin, like for Kevin, I think it would be like a really cool old, like steampunky kind of record player. With like a like that was open and like a little record could spin. Kevin's like really into music and the history of music, so I think like it would be really cool to have like almost one of those. What's the RCA like record player? The big with the big microphone where the dogs looking into it, like yeah. kind of like oh, one yeah. of those. Like a Victrola, like a Victrola. Ooh, yeah. Vi- I'm gonna get. Yeah, a Victrola I think that'd be pretty cool clutch? for Kevin. I think that's. Great. I think. I think mm-hmm. when I, <laughs> I almost kind of feel like for Kevin it would be. Um, like an outfit that's like a filson coat and some like nice jeans and some brown boots. It's like a little silhouette of a man that's dressed like a mountain man, but walking around a city. Ooh. Like, 
I like that. <laughs> it's like a little, it's a little outfit that's bejeweled. And it's like, this looks like it could be on a mountain, but it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just walking in park slope. It's just and walking then it's in park slope with a cold brew. To open uh-huh, it, exactly. to open it is a little zipper, like the zipper where the pants are is, is how mm-hmm. do you get inside it. <laughs> oh just, yeah. You just, just go into the pants. Make sure that that top button's buttoned though. Always. Always. Always button that top button. John, I think Always yours button. would be, um, yours would be, it would be a, sl- a very slim clutch. So it would be, um, cause it's, they not, always say big guy, not... slim clutch. <laughs> That's what they say. Um, never lose. Never um, lose. I think yours, yours would be a slim one, maybe almost like a small briefcase just to put cards in when you go to like a, a club or something. And it would just be a Costco membership card bejeweled. Ooh. Oh, that's a great one. That is that's great. A great one. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking- realistically, both Kevin and I could just probably use sunscreen because we're both extremely pale and that, you know, yeah. just, a, <laughs> yeah. just a bottle of uh, beach bum sunscreen. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I seem to have fair skin, but I can actually like stay in the sun all day, but I like can't eat tomatoes without getting heartburn. I like, I seem <laughs> so tough, but then I'm not. Uh, mine for you, John would be, it would be like one of those really intricate things where it's a computer screen and then on the computer screen is just a bejeweled wow character, just a Ooh, World of Warcraft guy. Yep. But then it's also got the little, then it's got the little like text bubble that has like whatever your World of Warcraft screen name is and all that is bejeweled. That would be amazing. You sort of unzip the screen and pull the screen down and you go into the clutch that way. I that's that's, a, what you're that's great. I think we it nailed, I think we na- I think we nailed them for everyone. Those are pretty good. Those are Judith Lieber bags. Ooh, like also, that. what's a what's that big coffee thing? Uh, Chem- Chemex. Corey, you could a have Chemex. a Chemex. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I could. Yeah. Ooh yeah. Bejeweled Chemex would be great. That'd be amazing. Um, yeah. Something else that is- she that that Meg was interested in is um, she'd love to know what our favorite drinks are, and uh, and she said one of her favorite scenes, and I don't think we've gotten it here yet, is where Miranda stress eats like a big cookie. Is that is that what she was eating? Yeah, it's the Miranda I Love You cookie, which I was talking to. I think I was talking to Anahita, and I don't think we've gotten there yet. I don't think we've got. I was thinking it was when she stress eats the cake, like she eats the cake out of the garbage, but that's a different thing. Um, and so my question would be, what uh, what have you all been stress eating? Because this is a pretty stressful time. Uh, and second, what is uh, your favorite drink? What have, what have we been drinking, boys? Mm good one well i think i've i've joined up on the uh but for stress eating joined, instead of just saying it you have to say i love you and then whatever it is okay like that's the name of what you're stress eating what, what like if you're stress eating sandwiches you have to say i love you sandwiches okay so i've joined in on the the cooking and baking trend that a lot of a lot of I get, and maybe it's worldwide, but I know like in America, all these people are just like, I'm home now I'm going to cook. And I made pasta from scratch and then I made, yeah, I made, I made pasta and then I made bread. So it would kind of be everything, but honestly, I, I have been stress eating. I love you bread. I love you. I've gone through two different red bread recipes. I needed two loaves. And then the other night I sent Kevin a picture of it. I sent him these two. Oh, it was when we all watched that movie on zoom together, uh, or we all Mm -hmm, did like mm -hmm. a great movie. And then within one night I'd eaten three quarters of a loaf within literally like an hour and a half. And there were huge loaves. I love you. And I finished and I finished off the rest of the bread today. It wasn't even a week and I ate two full loaves. I love you bread. That's what I'm stressing. And I guess my favorite drink is wine. I'm just, uh, just, just, just crushing the wine. I've also crushing some Amaro, doing like a, a little bit of Amaro and soda water. If you want to like slow it down, real good. Ooh. Amaro soda water, a little lemon, very good. Are you ready to drop the culture down? Are you ready? <laughs> are you ready to? Are you ready to take from hand making pasta and drinking Amaro down to? Um, I have been uh, stress eating a lot of I love you sour gummy worms. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no shame on that at all. Um, there's just like, occasionally it's like the end of the night and it's like, I just need, I need some, I need not some like dark chocolate sugar. I need something that's just going to punch me in the face and tell my taste buds it's mm-hmm. time to get, it's time for you to rock and roll. Um, and then uh, as far as drinking, there's this um, non-alcoholic beer because I gave up beer for Lent and on Friday I'm 
got my eye on a French Pinot Noir I'm going to be drinking because it's done on Friday. But uh, some non-alcoholic beer that's very, very good. And it's been getting me through without giving me any of that hangover or buzzy buzz. And, Love that. Uh, and I've been drinking lots and lots of LaCroix as well. That's great. Johnny Boy, uh, what about you? We've been we've been um, drinking a lot of whiskey in this house. Uh, Corey, you actually introduced me to Weller. Weller whiskey. Oh, um, so good. It's been very good. We also got a big bottle of Buffalo Trace. So I've been doing a, a, a glass of whiskey here and there. Not not a huge drinker, but I'll, I enjoy a nice whiskey to unwind in the evening. Um, and as far as stress eating, I I'm I'm trying to keep it uh, keep it tight. I'm trying to keep my diet through this so I stay sane. So as as cheesy as this is, uh, mine's been I love you Kirkland signature unsalted mixed nuts. Ooh, yum! That's a smart move. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's great. Okay, can that's we do? Speak- I, I want to. D- End with a question, but I want to do one contest before we before we do it. One is uh, a lot of 2020 is not going exactly how we we thought. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever plans we all had around the entire globe, they have now shifted. And so I think it's safe to say that in in a way, the year 2020 has broken our hearts in many ways. And so I want us to do a Aiden, you broke my heart contest Ooh. between the three wow. of us. And so Meg said, Meg said that this was one of her favorite scenes. Like this scene in Sex and the City was like a huge thing for her, right? Yeah. She loved the scene. Yeah. She loved this scene. And as she said, especially when he says, you broke my heart, which I feel like that was very impactful for us as well. And so I think it's time for us to put on our drama, put on our drama goggles. And it's time for us to go in with, uh, with our best, you broke my heart, Aiden impressions. All right. And, um, I'm going to, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. And then, uh, and then we'll go around the horn and then, okay. and then I don't know. Oh, y- you can, you, you can all write in and say who wins the contest. How about that? Let us know. I'm Kevin Doyle. And this is, uh, my Aiden. You broke my heart. That was, that's tough. That was, that was tough. That's that was tough. That's going to be tough natural. to beat. All right. Do you want to go, John? You want me to go? You can go. Okay. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Corey Cavan, um, and I will be reading for the part of Aiden <laughs> on porch. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, here's my profile. Okay, great. Thank you. We're ready? Okay, here we go. You broke my heart. Wow. wow. I, had a little, I, had, I had a little more on there. I went up a little that bit on that one. Good. Hey guys, thanks good. for having me. My name is John Sieber. Um, a couple things about me. I am the same size as John Corbett. So if this doesn't work out and you need me as a stunt double, I'm willing to, uh, work for a day rate for that. Uh, we also have the same size head. So wardrobe shouldn't be too challenging if there are any necklaces or hats that need to go around our head. Uh, I will now be performing. You broke my heart from sex in the city. You broke my heart. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Wow. That was wow. so wow. wow. If anybody would like wow. to write in and just let us know who won the You Broke My Heart contest, we would be a, we'd be thrilled to know. Speaking of having our hearts broken, um, what about having our hearts filled? So I would, I would love to get my heart filled. I will get ready. Get ready. Uh <laughs> so we um as we were putting this together, um we Talk to some other people who wanted to do some stuff for Meg and who wanted to be a part of this. Uh, let's just go to it. Uh, Meg, I hope you enjoy this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So we're here on the phone. It's Sunday morning, uh, and we're here on the phone with Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, so Sarah Jessica, how are Hi. you? Good to talk to you. Um, I'm I'm well. Um, thank goodness. Um, I'm really happy to know that you all are well and and your families are well and um the same can be said here we do have 
as you know, as I mentioned, we have some close friends who are, um, you know, have been positive, have um, are in the midst of it now, who are rallying and um, better than they were. So we're seeing, um, you know, we're seeing people get through it. It's scary. And um, so we're ever more so grateful that thus far, considering how close some of those people are to us and working colleagues, we feel enormously uh, fortunate to, to all be well right now. Mm. But that doesn't change, I think, for all of us, how nervous making this time is and um it's a strange thing you know typically you i'm sure you can (laughs) sort of um characterize this better but typically when you're in a day-to-day of something you become accustomed to it and what i find so curious about this is that it none of us are getting better at this process because there's just so much uncertainty all the time about it there's no real answers right now. There's not any clarity about, you know, when it might end, when people will be better, how many more people will get sick. It's just such an unimaginably scary time. So yeah. I think that's, I'm feeling like many people right now. Yeah. It's, it's wild to find yourself in like, you know, I'm in my apartment. We're all in our apartments quarantined. And mm-hmm. then just hearing, um, getting all the texts of, friends from years past just being like are you okay is the one it's like a reminder that i'm like oh yeah this is the main this is like the hardest place going through it in new york city yeah in the entire country and um yeah and i think um so far it's just been breaking my heart for the the people that um that are sick and hearing the sirens and just being Mm. helpless Mm. like usually there's this way that you can help in some way and i think that's been it's weird to just be in your apartment comfortable and right. uh, physically but emotionally and mentally just being like what can i do and how can i help and i think that's the thing that's been that's been really um difficult and then also yeah just- i agree and i'm glad that you you brought it up because it's um yeah i've been wanting so much to to talk about where to be helpful there's you know um because i i feel like it's on so many people's minds you know we there is such urgent immediate needs that um, should be met. And then there's long-term issues that we know are going to be really terrifying for lots of families in America. Um, And I feel overwhelmed by all the immediate need and the urgency. And um, I've been trying so hard to find local, local nonprofits that are, meeting the most urgent needs right now of mm-hmm. all of our um, unemployed people in the service industry, you know, from, from waiters to um, people who work at small bookstores to um, people at delis to the ushers in New York city, the mm-hmm. theater to the act. Like there's just a host of people and it's so hard to know where to direct your efforts and your dollars. And I'm sure I'm like every American where I feel overwhelmed by the urgency So I keep asking people I respect who I know have are in touch with nonprofits. Like, where would you be sending money right now? If you could send a dollar or $5,000 or more, like where? So I was thinking that, you know, maybe you and all you gentlemen and I could share our resources and meaning and maybe start a list for your listeners, you know, of places we found that are doing really meaningful work. I don't know. I think you're absolutely right in the way that the thing that is hard is that this is all it's happening and developing at the same time. And so everyone's trying to figure out how do you how do you keep yourself safe and how do you keep others safe and how do you care for Mm -hmm. others? And then how do you help these industries and helping the industries is also helping people. And it's trying to figure all that out at once is a dizzying task for not only people, but you can see like for our governments and everyone. And so yeah. it's, it's something that I feel like everyone's trying to figure out as they go along and everyone's making yeah. it up as they go along. But I think you're absolutely right that the other thing is just giving people something to do because everyone's kind of wondering what they can do and how they can do it right now. Yeah. And, and, and there's know. ways that are like, I was just thinking, you know, Oh, supporting local businesses by supporting local businesses and taking, you know, um, 
being patronizing a business to give to something else. There's like a whole supply chain of philanthropy that I sort of like still trying to figure out, like, oh, we want our local businesses. We want our communities intact um, when when we're on the other side of this. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And if we can buy from them to give to somebody else, I don't know. It's so complex and it's so counterintuitive to see a need and not be able to walk out your door mm-hmm. and address it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing that I think leaves us at sixes and sevens is like, but I, it's just, there's so much to be done. Um, which I guess brings us to the reason that we all got on the phone to begin with, which mm-hmm. is yes. needs being met um, by the uniquely qualified um, heroic medical professional community. Yes. And one yes. person in particular that I know you guys um, have some intel on. Yeah, I think um, I think that's what makes us so thankful. My sister's a nurse and we are friends with a number of doctors and nurses. And mm. in all of the helplessness that we feel, it's sort of like so, so incredible to think the people that are putting on clothes and then going into work to save people's Mm. lives knowing Mm. that like we're scared to leave because we might get this virus and yet there are people that that is exactly knowingly what they're doing to go in to help others and so they walk toward it every day they run toward it they literally run toward it every day it's just it's amazing it's incredible yeah and we cut the uh as i we got the message um that we have a listener named meg and uh and she is an ICU doctor, and um, she's working um, on the Upper East Side. And I don't know, it just hit home to us, like, mm-hmm. all of the hospitals that I ride past on my bike or walk past, mm-hmm. and I'm thankful that I haven't had to go there to the mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. sick. And now I'm like, those are, like, every yeah. minute I'm thinking about those. And in New York City, hearing sirens and just thinking about all of the doctors and nurses that are leaving their apartments, going into the city, getting on the subway and going to save these lives. And just yeah. knowing, seeing the picture of one of our listeners, Meg, and then mm. hearing just a little bit about her, I was like, that is her norm. Her norm yeah. is yeah. Not in her bedroom being like, I'm going to get fit and do my jail workout because I can't <laughs> go to the gym. Like I'm thinking about, you know, it's like, yeah. she's, she's like working this past weekend. She works three twelves, three twelve. Wow. 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 And I'm like, that's you know, and it just gave me this overwhelming sense of, of like thankfulness and and yeah. fear for them, and just mm-hmm. yeah. you know, just being thankful that there are people out there that are doing the exact thing that we're wondering how to do, which is help. Like they're helping on a level that we could never. For Meg, um, the thing that it's hard in moments like this is to try to um, summon adequate words to. Mm-hmm convey gratitude mm-hmm. appreciation respect admiration awe um i'm inspired i'm i'm stunned there is a sort of a courage that is unfamiliar to me mm-hmm. you know and and it's a world i don't know and i think for a lot of us you know we if you're fortunate, you have a, a doctor in your life that you get to visit, hopefully regularly, and we count on them. We rely on them to give us answers and counsels. In times like this, it's an entirely different level of um, reliance, and um, the the understanding that they have an obligation um, and their commitment to confronting something so terrifying yeah. and, and to just feel that is the only place they will be should, should be despite, you know, the lack of the resources that they need, you know, Meg, you and your colleagues, mm-hmm. you know, at, at, at Cornell, but across the city. And as we mentioned earlier, all the boroughs, it's just what Meg is doing, what her colleagues are doing yeah. is um, I don't think we ever imagined that we would be asking this of our of our medical community and no. I don't know how to thank them enough. I don't know what else to do. One day I hope to, you know, return the favor. Not really. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just so touched by their commitment and yeah. the effort and, you know, here at home, it makes a huge difference because the city has been hit so, so hard slammed. I was talking to my sister last night and she was, she finished work and uh, she was with her husband and she put her, son to sleep and she was talking about how excited she was to watch certain things and it was it was 
Mm-hmm. Interesting to just think about the people that are going into it, like when they need to turn off and decompress. Right, right. And, and how we've been doing some like live streams on our Instagram and stuff. And the people, the messages we've been getting, it's like all this, a little bit of calming in the midst of anxiety to, and it's not, it's like, I don't know. It makes you think about those people's lives that are going into the thick of it and being like, how can you give them a little relief? Like when they're not, they can't sit and dwell on this when they're outside the hospital, they need a chance to, to decompress and like, yeah, I guess, like, in that sense, it's been like, all right, what, is there anything, right. any, any way you can do to, like, let people be like, cool, it's your time to relax because you've been in the thick yep. of it. And I pulled up the email that I, that I got from Anahita, and she said one, she said that one of Meg's favorite moments in the show <laughs> is when, uh, when Carrie and uh, Aiden are upstate and Carrie's trying to cook a pie or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So have you? So I just wanted to add, just because she was like, and then she said she she said like she can't handle being upstate. So in your seclusion, have you been cooking anything? This is me shoehorning yeah. like. Oh my god, are you kidding me? I we have three kids. All all we do is cook. And, really? Um, and we're a family that cooks anyway. It's you know much to the sometimes chagrin of our children they're like you know all of our friends order in um meaning like in the in the in, the reg, in regular times um yeah. we just have not been an order in family um because we cook and we like to cook um we're trying to be thoughtful about how frequently we go to the grocery store sure. and what other people's needs are um you know we're trying we're eating everything in the house meaning mm-hmm. we're being really thoughtful about how we shop and what we really need versus what we typically want. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been, it's been, it, there's been a lot about it. That's been really good too. And the kids are um, cooking too. So um, we have okay. some help. Before we hang, before we get off the phone, yeah. I say my, my wife who does the voice for the show, I, I just want. I just wanted to say hi. To you. Oh yeah, and Jessica Parker. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Oh, thank you, Katie. It's nice to meet you. It's so nice to meet you. I have to tell you that I'm an actor as well, and whenever I would go oh. to theater contract, like the first couple of days would always be kind of lonely, and I would always watch Sex in the City because I would be like, "Oh, these are my pals," and it's just, that was always a source of comfort for me. So thank oh. you. Oh, you're so welcome, and I wish you the best of best of luck and we watched uh we watched the family stone recently on the podcast oh, and there's the whole scene of you <laughs> with with the co- like it seems like the cooking thing has made it into other parts of of, of even like movies you've been in she's she's bad too right she's yeah, yeah. we Did we she make swedish new some kind of swedish casserole it's like a swedish casserole like a noodle kugel or something like that it's some yeah. sort of breakfast casserole what is it katie Yeah, it's a breakfast casserole. Yes, and then the mushrooms. Then, yes. By the way, sounds delicious. Yeah. Well, because there is something about cooking that I think is interesting and therapeutic to people right now. What we've been making is, um, let's see, I'm trying to think. We make. We, we literally use what we have. So, if we have two bags of spinach, then I like. So we make. Everything Matthew made a beautiful bolognese, but it's just because we had some ground beef, we had some carrots. We didn't have a lot of carrots. Like we have one carrot right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, you know, um, so we we make a bunch of we we cook every day, um, but we're not like making. We're grateful. Like every night, we're like, thank you, thank you. We have a meal. Like my mm-hmm. like my son is like, you are you and Papa are obsessed with talking about dinner. You're obsessed. <laughs> He's like, no other family feels the need to do this every night in this way. And I and I think honestly, and he's like, I'm so grateful. But I think we're so honestly right now, we're so grateful we can put together a meal. Yeah. We are sincerely so we make whatever. Like we'll have leftovers. We know we're gonna have leftovers for the next two days. And now it's like much more about perf- you know, perfunctory, like a meal needs to be made. Sure. What is the practicality of like, what do we have? What's available? Mm-hmm. What are we not taking from somebody else? Mm. It's, it's, it's been good for us. Yeah. You know, it's, it's good I, for us. In I some had a can, a, can, a can of Goya pink beans that have been in my, 
my cupboard for probably like a year and I'm like, oh, I'm finally going to use these now. Yeah. <laughs> they, I, do you, our family has always has Goya pink beans in the house. Yeah. We eat so many Goya pink beans <laughs> on a regular basis. That is one thing we had a lot of because we love the Goya black beans. Oh, those are, yeah, those are great. Beans in the, it, with the spices, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Oh, yes. So I know it's the red label. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, I know it well. Oh, it's so great. Um, let me back to back to Meg's delight at um, watching Carrie try to cook in the country. Um, uh, I am a much more comfortable. I I like I I cook all the time, so I love to cook. It does not feel foreign or 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 um, you know unpleasant to me. I think that was a Michael Patrick. Didn't Michael Patrick? Didn't my, isn't that study? Isn't that Country City Mouse, Country Mouse, or something like that? That episode. Yeah, I think so. that's the one. Yeah. yeah, that's when you go to suffering with Aiden. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And I think doesn't Big come up and there's a fight in the. Oh, there's the, the there's oh, yeah. the there's the mud wrestling basketball scene eventually. <laughs> right. That happens when you go outside and, and break up the fight of them. Yeah. That's right. One of our favorite scenes. Halloween costumes. Yeah, the three of us dressed up. All right, I dressed up as Big, John dressed up as Aiden, and Kevin dressed up as Steve, and we made, we brought Steve into the mix because Steve's such a basketball <laughs> fan. So <laughs> Right. He plays b-ball. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. Thank you so much for for talking with us. And also, you know, we extend it. We extend it to uh, the same thing to Meg and everyone else that's out there helping, and to and to people that are still, you know, people working in grocery stores, people working in the essential businesses that are keeping it going. Because we and so we extend this to everyone, and want to say thank you to them, and thank you so much to Meg for. for doing what you're doing and, and everyone you're working with. And, uh, and Sarah Jessica, yeah. thank you to you too. And to and everyone yeah. in the sex in the city family for really it's coming together through this. Please mm-hmm. tell all your listeners, I hope they're well and safe and, um, have what they need. And, um, that's the thing too, is like, I'm like, does everybody have what they need? Does everybody have what they need? Does everybody, of course they don't. Of course they don't. There's, there's millions of Americans that are now out of work. There's, and I'm sure there are listeners of yours that are one of the many millions who have been furloughed or let go or lost all their, you know, health benefits, their health insurance. Like there's just, I just, I want, I I want people to know I'm aware of it and it kills me. It's breaking, it's killing me. It's breaking my heart. I could, and, and, I just don't want anyone to think that we're not aware, that we're not, that we're forgetting beyond the sick, the collateral damage. And mm. um, I, I, I just want to send my best to your listeners. Yeah, and if there's one thing that you. I feel like we can, in all of ourselves, encourage thankfulness, and we'll we'll make sure that as part of this, we try and make some tangible ways that we can our listeners can help and reach mm-hmm. out and, and mm-hmm. vice versa. And um, and if you need anything else, you guys just let me know, stay in touch and please be safe. Thank you. Right. Be well. You Bye, too. Jessica. Thanks, Sarah Jessica. Bye-bye. Pleasure. Bye. Thank you, Sarah, Jessica. That was incredible to get to talk to you. And also just the, it was, it was amazing to get to talk to a fellow, like obviously we're always starstruck by, um, by her, but also just the kindness with which to have a normal conversation on a Sunday and feel yeah. like this is the, we all share the same space. We're all living in the same city, breathing the same air, f- fearing the same fears right now. And, um, it was awesome. Just the moments that she was like, how are you all doing? And it was like, Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, not as great as usual. Thanks for asking. Like, yeah, it really, really meant, meant a lot to, um, to get to talk to her about that. And also to think for me to think about, I don't know what you guys think, but to think about how daunting everything feels and think about where the local needs are in my mm-hmm. neighborhood and my, even amongst my friend group, even amongst like the businesses in my area to start getting my mind thinking of like, how can I help my friends, my family in park slope and around me? Because it's just so daunting to think about how to fix any of this, Yeah, you know? Um, but there's a start. Yeah, there is. And I, I think, yeah, the things that she had said, just thinking of like how this is, how this is going to impact people, you know, even people that are healthy now, this will impact 
things in the future so much. And we are going to put these links up on our Instagram. Um, if you go to our link in our bio, there's a link tree there that's got a bunch of different links. We'll put these on there. But some of the ones that she was talking about, just to reiterate, is uh, bookshop.org. That's a great place to buy books right now yeah. that supports local bookshops. There's some great local bookshops on the Upper West Side uh, um, and, speak, and all over New York and in the village. And speaking of the Upper West Side, there is the West Side campaign against hunger that she was talking about. Um, and uh, that that is uh, we'll put that up there. Um, they're doing things for New York um, for uh, for food pantries. And then there's also um, the World Central Kitchen that she also talked about. And they're doing a thing called hashtag Chefs for America. They're delivering fresh meals to people. They're helping out restaurants. They're feeding healthcare workers, which is hugely important right now. So we'll put those links up. And also if there's just a place in your neighborhood, whether you're in New York or you're in another part of the country, um, find out ways that you can support restaurants or businesses there if um if they're closed and they can't be working because because where you're at is is a you know that's one of the most important places is yeah. your local place yeah yeah well i i hope hopefully this was a, a little little bit of lightness for meg i meg i really hope that you enjoyed uh the show that we were put together that we put together there's a little bit of laughs a little bit of uh nice touches from several cast members reaching out to say thank you uh, you deserve it all, but there are a few other people that want to say thanks. And so we'll let them hop in here and, and say thank you as well. Hi, this is Cynthia Nixon, sometimes known as Miranda. Uh, I'm just reaching out, um, to say thank you to Meg, um, at Wild Cornell. We, um, I know how amazing your hospital is. You saved my mother's life well, when she had a heart attack in 2001. Um, thank you so much for what you are doing. I hear your husband is also an ER doctor. Um, you're just our heroes right now. And please stay safe. And just thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Hi, Meg. It's Kristen Davis. I just wanted to say thank you so much for what you were doing. We know it's really difficult and it means so much to all of us that you're on the front lines. And thank you for watching Sex and the City. We're happy to bring you some joy. Keep on working hard. We, we were thinking about you. Thank you. Bye. Hey, Meg. It's Kim Cattrall. I'm just calling to say thank you. Thank you for all you do on the front lines of what we're all going through this horrific pandemic. Without you, we couldn't keep going. I'm so glad to hear that we put a smile on your face as you walk across the park and get on that front line. We're with you. We love you. We can't do it without you. Oh my goodness. I can't. Wow. <laughs> that was, so that's all uh, the, that is, that's, that's the four gals. That's, that's um, the four gals from, uh, from sex in the city, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yep. They were on, like, all of them have had fantastic, uh, acting careers. So they've been a lot of shows, but yes, they all were on sex in the city. Yes. I will, I will say this, that they, they're professionals. So they weren't eating while they recorded their messages, but, <laughs> but I did think of this as, a chat and chew on our podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. That it, was it, was a, it was a Meg centered chat and chew. They it were just chat and chew where they were all like, you know what I want to talk about is Meg and yeah. the great work she's doing right now. We want to say thank you to her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where, so where, where, where like, what, what location? Do you... <laughs> I was going to do a chat. We and just... chew. I'm having no, relationship problems, but enough about being an Aiden. I wanted to say how actually great. What my doctors, I went into, I went into, this hospital and I got the best care from this doctor named Meg. And then Miranda comes in and she's like, did you know that her husband is also an ER doctor? They are doing some amazing work right now. And then Steve, they need to be celebrated. Steve knocks on the window, holding up a sign that he got from the Knicks game. <laughs> <It's> like, hey, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Meg, uh, like, uh, hey, uh, it's, uh, it's so crazy right now because, you know, I was down in like, uh, 
I'm trying to play basketball with a with a mask on, you know, because I'm trying <laughs> to social distance. And like we've talked about this before, but zone defense is the best one right now because you don't want to play man to man too close, you know, because you got to look out for other people. <laughs> but like I just gotta say, Meg is doing a fantastic job. I had to go in there because I tweaked my ankle, I jammed my finger, you know, because I was yeah, I, I hit the post too hard. Anyway, Meg's great. All right, you guys have a good chat, too. Goodbye. <laughs> You, Meg, I, I truly hope this brought you some joy. Thank you so much for for what you do. Thank you for everyone who listened. I, I I truly believe this was a love letter to New York City. I mean, they say mm-hmm. Sex and the City is about the four women, their friendships, and uh, the city is the fifth character. And New York is struggling right now. Uh, we're we're weak and wounded, but we will bounce back. We will prevail. We will beat this thing and put it behind us and come out more uh, triumphant, more fabulous uh, than ever before. Uh, And all of that is because people like you, Meg, and your husband and the incredible work that you do. So thank you for repairing New York City and thank you for, for bringing it back stronger and better than ever. Hey, Meg, and everyone else doing such amazing first responders work to our people in New York City. This is Michael Patrick King of Sex in the City saying thank you, thank you, thank you, as Carrie Bradshaw herself would say. Just like that, there were heroes everywhere. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.